Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Good morning, dear. And we are airing live. We're doing a couple of different things this morning. So if you want to come back to the our social media and catch the videos later, you can on Facebook and on Instagram. So we are talking today about Nipplegate. I know. It's amazing. We're going to spend a whole hour talking about nipples. Nipples, boobs, body parts. Um, particularly the female form, but you know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a big push right now um, about the nipple ban that's that social media has really been enforcing with a vengeance, and you know, even in art forms, they have uh, banned a lot of art. And I, I was just going through some art this morning, and a lot of the Renaissance art. Um, it, it it was very open and revealing women's breasts full nipple regalia so they, they they really they weren't hidden until probably about the middle of the victorian era which is kind of interesting to me because obviously they haven't always been illegal right no no so my questions are you know what is it about the female nipple that people are so afraid of well, I think it's just a metaphor for the female body, though. I mean, it's really just the first step, you know, the cascade. If you're going to show the nipple, then you're going to be able to see the whole breast and maybe the belly. I mean, think of the bathing suits that we used to have just 50 years ago. They were like, um, you know, they had to be abandoned, I think, because you were drowned in them trying <laughs> to swim, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, I mean, think back to before in the re- Renaissance time and before, people just swam naked. So it's, it hasn't been through human history that that the body was shamed and shunned and hidden. So it really has been more recent than ever before. Well, I, was, I spent some time reading about social norms. Uh-huh. And so you have to be careful about comparing it to what was happening in our world three or four or five hundred years ago. I mean, it's changing. Look at the, you could do a whole... Uh, series on just how bathing suits have changed over the last uh, um, year or so. I mean, it's amazing that we can have these string bikinis. Right. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, everybody wants to see, everybody's curious about the human body. I mean, because we all have one, right? I mean, people that say, oh, nudity is terrible. And I'm thinking, um, but you have a body. Are you never naked? Do you never look at yourself naked? Are you that ashamed of your own body? And I think when we hide the body, we do create a lot more shame around it and a lot more embarrassment and a lot more fear and insecurity. So we're going to talk today um, during the show about some of the things that are happening in the world of nudism and naturism, um, why, you know, who, who's, who's most afraid of the human, the female nipple? And there was a great um, uh, protest uh, 
in front of Facebook last week in New York City, where a hundred people, both men and women, they had created these um, male nipple pasties and they and signs. And I have pictures um, that I'll be showing on my blog later. But they're they really uh, they had they were as very peaceful. They were all nude because it's it's oh it's legal to be naked in New York City. Okay, so it's not universal that it's not okay to be naked, right? Well, you you just can't be. show a nipple on social media. Or in some states, if if a female areola is vis- is seen, she can be put in jail. But if a man's nipples are seen. He just might not get served at a restaurant. So, so the, the, the punishment for nipples is still very misogynistic. No comment. <laughs> I, just, I just really would like to kind of dig a little deeper and ask, you know, why. You always want to go deeper. What, what, um, what does this represent? I mean, I what think there's, there's several different levels of this. I mean, I don't know of anybody that's in jail because of showing a nipple per se um there certainly is law are laws against what we call indecent exposure well there Um, there have been women jailed for for showing nipples absolutely yeah There, there was a woman in new york who was who was left in jail for seven days because she because she had a nipple exposed breastfeeding so I mean, it's still, it's still happening around the country. We just don't hear about it as much because they're, you know, the ACLU will jump in or some other organizations will jump in that um, that try to help um, fight the this discrimination. But come back to what is it that we're trying to protect? What what is it that you think that we're trying to um, save ourselves from by hiding the nipple? Well, I think I think that the you know these are social norms, and I think we do have to be careful when we start to try to enforce social norms with laws. Right. I mean, if they put somebody in jail for seven days because they just exposed a nipple while breastfeeding, somebody needs to lose their job because, to be honest with you, the jails are full, and it makes no sense. That's a that's a nonviolent whatever, right. and so um, uh, you know that one in itself is is a. I mean that something really went sideways on that one. I mean, yeah. That somebody had a different uh, agenda, and they just used the legal system. Frequently uses laws that aren't normally enforced to leverage people. So then I just have to think that the, from that specific instance, you know, that <clears throat> that there was some other agenda going on. But I think I think on Facebook. Uh, there, there is a conflict here because people are investing a lot of time and effort to build Facebook platforms that are that are actually part of the way that they're making a living and the way we're communicating and spreading information mm-hmm. from person to person. And there's huge, and we all recognize, I mean, that's why Facebook is so popular is that we recognize the value in being able to do that. So when you have your account, that protest was really about Facebook freezing accounts. Right. For whatever reason. Right. Putting putting people in jail. Putting people in jail. Mm -hmm. You know, so for whatever reason. So for whatever reason, uh, Facebook um, is is deactivating somebody's account and that interferes with their work. It's a financial penalty for them. 
but Facebook is private and Facebook is is uh, intimidated and, and now under the gun by the government. And, you know, Craigslist is really the best example of this, where they pass laws taking, making Facebook Craigslist, in a sense, take their personals off of their listing and start to charge for them. So there was a financial trail so that if a person did use it for prostitution, which is illegal, um, then they could be traced. They have to use a credit card. They could be traced. So that was probably a bigger deterrent than... Um, than uh, um, the legal part itself, mm-hmm. but uh, so, but but then in the midst of trying to prevent those things, there's a lot of other things that get caught up in that, and um, and it gets out of control and it starts to have some harmful sides for it too. Right. So you have your good and your bad, and you have to decide which way to weigh it. And a nipple doesn't seem terribly. Uh, dangerous to anybody so (laughs) well and I think that's you know you hit on something a minute ago when you were talking about social norms and social uh, preferences versus laws and and I think you know for for people that don't want to see nipples for whatever reason I mean and and I I like to look back to okay what, what what's our what's our human nature and the first thing we see when we're born that gives us comfort and nutrition is a nipple. So it's it's not as if nipples are dangerous or, uh, you know, they, they don't harm anybody. They don't start wars. They, um, you know, they might, they, they might cause a car accident if you see a nipple all of a sudden uh, in public. But that's only because we hide them. And we, we create in through our social uh, consciousness or our sh- social beliefs, which are all made up, they're based on nothing of value. They're all just made up constructs. We, we, cre- we hide these things and we create things that are taboo. All taboos are human created. They didn't start off taboo because it's all part of the natural human uh, evolution and development, uh, desire, uh, curiosity. Those are all natural, naturally occurring things. But we, as the individuals, we as the cultures, create the taboos around them, which put them into a category to be shamed and, and uh, controlled. And then when we do that, we think we need to create laws to protect people from themselves I still don't get how a nipple is just on half the population mind you just half is an issue I mean you think about that's what a millimeter couple millimeters of space on a human body because you can show the entire breast except the nipple so it's not even that the mound of breast tissue is illegal or, you know, that the softness of a curve is what we don't want to see. No, no, no. We want to see that. But we can't see the very end point. <laughs> I mean, it, well, yeah, the, the, it's so absurd. I mean, the, on Facebook, the, the uh, pictures are screened, I'm sure, with uh, by a computer, not a human being. Yeah, it's not so doing a very good job. Something that's round is easier to pick up or a change in pigment can be screened out of a picture. And that's what's happening, you know, and then you have to go back and dispute it and try to get back out of Facebook gel. And I think that, you know, this is, is you're getting caught up in economic uh, 
damage when you haven't done anything wrong and it's frustrating right it's very frustrating yeah well it's frustrating because like with this um this um process that that they did in new york city the other day i mean all of the pictures were supposed to be male nipples right well who the hell can tell the difference between a male nipple and a female nipple in a photograph a close photograph of just the areola and the nipple i mean really you who who's deciding that but they but they say they're male nipples there was a photo i just saw of a young man who had gynecomastia on one breast. So one breast was enlarging and the other breast was a natural was his natural breast. And he he showed a picture of it there was a picture of his chest on the on social media and he had to blur the the female one or the the, the one that appeared more female. <laughs> so Anyway, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to have more Nipplegate uh, conversation. And, uh, you know, we'd love, you know, pipe into the chat room. Do you think nipples should be illegal? Do you think social media should make some changes and allow nipples to be shown, male and female nipples? Or should we ban all nipples? Let's make it fair. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. All right, welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. We are here talking about Nipplegate. And so, where have, what have we done so far? Well, I don't. I'm what did we solve? I'm not sure here. <laughs> it's obviously emotional for you, and I, I think that everything's is emotional it, is for it me. Just, <laughs> is it just that it represents one more inequity between men and women? 
Oh, I think I think I think it's just another piece of evidence that women's bodies are still being controlled. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's just it's it's right up it's right in there with you know trying to control our uteruses, trying to control our nipples, trying to control our minds, trying to control our sex, uh, the slut shaming, the sex shaming, the you know birth control, how much we're charged for feminine hygiene products. I mean, it's it, it's a it's an array of concerns that women, only women, have to contend with. And, and, and women are punished. Now, now we have laws coming in. I'm going to divert. But, but now we have laws trying to be created around the United States of America that want to put women in prison for having an abortion. How archaic is that? I mean, I feel like we're going back 100 years or 200 years in trying to make women chattel again. You know, who, why do these politicians believe they have any right to control what we do with our bodies and that brings in sex work too well i think there's going to be two levels to that i mean there's going to be the laws which you know there are a lot of laws on the book that are that are used by the legal system when they don't have any other way to leverage somebody and then they bring these old archaic laws out and they use them to leverage people and then there are social norms where even in New York, where evidently it's not illegal to be topless anytime you want, uh, I don't remember going to New York and seeing a lot of people topless. So obviously there's some social pressure for women to not be topless. And there's social pressure to not be, for guys to not have their shirt off in certain venues too. Um, but I think that <clears throat> the question is, you know, is is a, a body revealed a sexual stimulation for people? Okay, so that's gr- that's a great uh, segue into the the sexualization concept. You know, and can 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 we still be enjoy enjoy this the reveal, enjoy the human body without having to hide it in order to enjoy it? Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's going to be an individual taste. I mean, you you know, we've, we've often said, you know, we go to Jamaica and people are naked and then we see somebody, you know, partially covered with the mystery of that and that's often more sexy than the naked body itself. Okay. So, but does, so it's going to be an individual thing. But does the naked body have to always be sexy? Does the naked body always have to be sexy? No. No. No, I mean, I think in some cases it's better if people cover up. You know, they're, they're not sexy, you know. <laughs> no, that's not nice. <laughs> well, the, my, my point is that we've, we've made, we, we've decided that women's breasts and women's vulvas and women's bottoms and women's legs and women's body, their stomachs, all of those parts of them are sexualized. They're for the sexual pleasure of men. Nobody's asking the women how much are you enjoying your body and maybe a woman you know we've completely devalued a woman's enjoyment of her naked body and the feeling of her femininity and the 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 satisfaction of of being free to be nude 
and having that confidence, we shame them. <clears throat> we shame them. And then we use them, their body parts, to sell every fucking product on the market. Everyone, if you look at every single one, they're using women's body parts or men's body parts, some more now, to sell their products. So we've objectified and sexualized, and then we shame the person for owning their own sexuality. It's really twisted. So we're, we're saying, I can sexualize you. I can, I, I can objectify you. But you can't sexualize yourself because that's slutty. I get that all the time. I mean, I post a lot of provocative pictures because I am fighting this every day. I am, I am in battle to, to break these, these constructs that hold women in chains with our sexuality. Women will never be free to in, fully enjoy their sexuality if they're being demonized and objectified for being sexual. That's so that's so conflicting. I have men t- I have so many men message me every single week. How do I get my wife to be more sexually free? How do I get my wife to like sex more? How do I get her to do this and that? And I go the culture you're living in has has oppressed her so deeply. She didn't have a flying chance in hell to ever be free sexually. So revealing your breasts and your nipple is sexual. It's freeing. It's it's sexual. It might be sensual for me. It's but it's it's that if but now I don't want somebody else to decide my sexuality. Well, they I want to decide it. Keep their opinions to themselves. Yes, they're going to have opinions. They can have opinions. They're like assholes. Everybody's got one, right? So I and and my my favorite saying is, "What people think of me is none of my business." So if they, if if somebody on Facebook doesn't like to see the picture that I've posted. They have the power, they have total power to hit that little block button or unfriend and never see anything I post again. Well, I think that's the bottom line here is is that people are empowered to, and they have to search for things that they think are, and people do search for things and then report and get them blocked. And and that's malicious. because these people are working to try to make a living in advertisement and mm-hmm. and in being an influencer, the new term that uh, we've discovered, and and um, so it is it is uh, an economic damage when people do that, and I think that that should stop, and I hope Facebook will yeah. will will deal with that. But when you when you reveal, other people are going to see. You know, you've got the exhibitionist you got the voyeur right you know people are gonna, people are going to have opinions yeah well it is it is a dance because if you put pictures up and not one person looks at them um what's that going to do for you well you realize that those aren't those aren't the pictures that anybody else wants to see <laughs> but there's two sides of that posting of a picture or posting of things that people do in social media one is it's a it's a self-expression the freedom to, to express. And if, if what you express isn't, isn't desired by other people to see, so what? If, 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 you're, if, your, whole, if your whole point is just the freedom to self-express, it doesn't matter how anybody else feels about it. Now, if you're self-expressing to get people to read what you've written, 
to maybe go to your website, to come to your events like I do, you know, there's 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 part of a I have a social um, consciousness that I'm trying to raise, but I also have a product that I'm selling, which is come to one of my retreats so you can experience these this freedom much more um, generously and in a place that isn't going to judge you and isn't going to shame you where you get to have that for you know a week of your life and test it and see see how it feels so i think we've we've agreed that <clears throat> that if you're on facebook and and you don't like the pictures that you're seeing from somebody's side simply block them and don't seek them out right and don't and don't report them because you can cause economic harm and you're being ornery if you if you do that. That's yeah. another social norm. And you actually are breaking a social norm by, by doing that. Now, uh, but the freedom that you're feeling, what what is that like in Jamaica? What is that freedom like? Uh, it's exhilarating. And it's confidence building. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, um, I've never felt more comfortable in my own skin than I do there, never. So I think, um, you know, and I've never felt more accepting of human beings in such a vast array of sizes, shapes, colors, ages, as I do there. It's like everybody has, because there are certainly people there that you wouldn't find sexually attractive but that's not the point. They're not there for me. They're there for themselves. Just like I'm not there to sexually entice everybody. I'm there for my own sexual self-expression and sensual self-expression and the freedom to enjoy just being who I am authentically. And, and can you do that in your backyard? Yeah. But it's better in Jamaica with other people. So. Well, I think I think you have when you get to combine that that social acceptance and support and non judgment, um, there is the, it does kind of whip whip around of I I really am okay, you know, I'm not I'm not being shamed, I'm not being I, I'm because we you know in our own little minds. And with our history of, of religious constructs and, and rules and regulations, so many people shame themselves every day. They beat themselves up about their bodies, their, their weight, their age, their this, their that. And, and when you can go to a place where you are accepted, that nobody cares. Nobody gives a rip if you've got a scar or cellulite or, you know, they, they, they look you in the eyes and they want to get to know who you are. That, to me, is really tapping into the, the deepest human desire, which is to be seen, known, and accepted for who we are. And then we, we start to assimilate that into our own feeling of ourselves. But when we live in a culture that's always telling us we're not enough, and we're always being shamed and guilted that we start to assimilate that mindset. So it makes for a not healthy 
mindset. All right, we're getting ready for another break. When we come back, we're going to try to put this back on track and talk about freeing the nipple. Um, our Facebook Live died, so we'll have to fix that. And uh, you are listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Network, and this is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Mark and I will be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. All right, we're back. This is The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. What are we talking about today, Mark? Well, we're talking about Nipplegate and uh, and how this is another area where... Um, women feel that they're being discriminated against yeah yeah i think so and i think a lot of men would agree yeah i mean we in in all the chat rooms i think i think men would agree that women are being discriminated against i think if you did a poll of men (laughs) and said do you want to see the nipple do you want to see the nipple (laughs) and is it okay if breasts are revealed more frequently out in the public i wonder how that would come out raise it raise something you know so I wonder which part of the population you're finding. You know, if it isn't the other half of the of the female group that uh, are enforcing these social norms, because they they worry. You know, the monogamy relationship. There's there's concern about fidelity, and there's concern about people being lured away, and there's concern about. You know, I think a lot of these these were created because we, they didn't want the single gal to lure away their husband, you know. Mm. I mean, at least I've heard that before. I don't know how much that really yeah, is. It's a lot of crap. But I, well, do you think that men are really disturbed when a, a breast or a nipple is revealed? I, think, I don't think men leave their wives because a woman shows them a nipple. No, I don't think that's ever happened. Right. Especially on social media. I mean, if I'm showing some guy in India my nipple, I don't think he's going to leave his wife. Well, the paradox, he might ask to see hers more often. The paradox is, is that right now, if somebody goes out in public and is dressed provocatively, say you have a 99% see-through top, uh-huh. um, 
in when when nobody else in Reading or wherever you live is going to have that uh, um, uh, way of expressing themselves, it's going to get noticed. Right. So. And so, what what do you think that what do you think is take it further? What's going to happen? Well, nothing's going to happen, but people are going to wonder what is the message that that person is trying to reveal. Is it just making them feel good, that that cloth feels good? Or is there is there a message, you know, I, I'm feeling sexy, I'm feeling vibrant, I'm feeling energy. Okay. And and that's attractive. Sure. So it, it, it isn't a message to any one individual, but it's it's uh, it's attractive. I, I think I think what what I understand is that a lot of times that men have a lot of men have been taught to believe that what a woman do, what a woman does or puts out there is a message to him. And I get this I get this a lot because I'll put out a sexy picture. And guys, and and then guys will say something really crude, and I'll smack them down for saying something crude and not being respectful. And their their comments are, "Well, then why did you put that picture out there for me if you didn't want me to say something like that?" And I'm like, "Dude, I didn't put the picture out there for you at all. It has nothing to do. With, I don't know you. It isn't about you. It's what? about me. And so." If more people understood that what other people, that's a narcissist concept, by the way, but what if, if people understood that what other people do has nothing to do with them. It isn't a message to you. It isn't trying to do anything to you. It's them expressing themselves. It's like if I have purple hair, am I trying to get everybody to have purple hair? No, it's because I like my hair purple. But we're all, we, we are, we are looking about how that expression affects you right are you feeling energy are you feeling sexual right but my sexual energy has nothing to do with you you as a stranger no but it if a person is interested in in being sexual you're looking you're going to look at the sea of people and you're going to see people that you are attracted to and you're going to see people who have sexual energy mm-hmm. you're not going to look for the person who's depressed in the corner sloppy drunk that's that's not right, a, but, that's but you not can a have, person you want to interact with so you, so you're going to interact with dra- somebody sloppy drunk in the corner has nothing to do with what they're wearing they could be buck naked sloppy drunk in the corner how hot would they be right Right. So it has nothing to do with what they're wearing. It has totally to do with the energy. And people are always going to be attracted to happy people, to high energy, to confidence. And I think that's the misconception is that that my confidence says anything about what I want to do with you. It doesn't say about what you want to do with that person. But it says what you might be interested in doing. Right. But that is, but how, but again, that's for me. Right. So what does that have to do with what anybody else is doing? So are, are, are people, go, I mean, to be shamed by a stranger. So let's say I wore a see-through top out to a restaurant here in town, <clears throat> and I was feeling good. You and I were having a great time. You were loving it. I was loving it. We had this energy going. What other people are thinking or where their heads are going around us, how relevant is that? 
Well, that's that's true because you've already you're already committed to me. Well, even and if so I was out with my girlfriends. Well, you could do that as a comment, Darren. I mean, I've done that. (laughs) But again, it it says nothing about, I mean, I can't be responsible for what other people think. And people are going to think what they think. I mean, believe me, whether I'm wearing a short dress, a long dress, a tight dress, a loose dress, my hair is done, I'm not done. People judge other people regardless of what they're doing or wearing, partly because they project. And a lot of what women, when when I see women shaming other women who are really, who are beautiful, who are confident, who are sexy, who are posting provocative pictures and owning it, when, when they, when they uh, say mean things and they shame them, it's because of their own insecurity and jealousy. It has nothing to do with the other person. It's because they <clears throat> they would love to have that kind of confidence, but there's they, they don't. So they try to put them down to make themselves feel better. So when you go to Jamaica, it's a lot more free-spirited. You can dress uh, what I, I would say would be certainly more sexy and provocative and, and uh, free-spirited and show that confidence. Um, is it easier to interact with people there or, or in a place where you've got a, a buttoned up uh, top on and everybody's kind of buttoned up? Which would be an easier place to interact with people? How would you, how would you gauge that? Uh, I don't know that I c- you can compare hedonism to any other place on the planet anyway because just the the nature of the people that go there are much more friendly so and open required clothing natural normal regular. i mean we've we've been to uh we've been to resorts where you could be where you could be topless or and nobody in, in, in interacted and you could be naked and people didn't interact. We've been to those resorts where people weren't that friendly and didn't approach. It was mostly couples, I had, I had to say. But um, but even so, people still weren't can't work, work going, look, she wants me because she's naked. <laughs> I mean, I think that, uh, sadly, I think that's, men, men have been very confused by the fact that they believe that if we're naked, we want them. That we're well, an open book. I yep. think I think if, if that type of clothing is the norm, then there's nothing daring about it. Okay. So if you're meeting somebody for the first time, you want to strike up a conversation, and you want to get to know them, and you want and maybe even are hoping that it will become sexual, a person who's a little bit more daring seems like you're going to have a little bit better chance of being able to get to know them and to have a conversation. A person who's, who's reserved and, and um, hard to approach is, is going to be very difficult. So you're looking, you're looking so the person who's st- who stands out by, by wanting to stand out is declaring that they're a little bit more daring. That's the, you know. But that's, now, again, that says nothing about what you're going to get. No. No. And just like, <clears throat> and I think, I, I know a lot of women who aren't comfortable dressing sexy because of their professions or just their their fashion style. And they get pissed off when people assume because they don't dress sexy that they're not sexual. That they're not 
sexually confident and wanting to have intimacy, they get pissed off because men misinterpret that. So I think men have been misled about women's about how women dress and what women are putting out there. They've they've been taught that it's about the men and it isn't at all. It's totally about her, how she feels, what she's what she wants to feel, free, sexy, energetic, confident on top of it and she's owning her life and she's owning her sexuality she's owning her world and you know what she she's not thinking about what you want so she doesn't want to talk to anybody then. well i mean she may want to talk to you but she didn't want to fuck you not necessarily she doesn't want to get to know you. because my boobs are out doesn't mean i want to have sex with everybody and i think that's what guys think oh, she's showing her boobs she wants to have sex because guys, if, if guys have that in their mind that they're always trying to get sex, then they've been barking up the wrong trees. That, that that's not that that's not going to be the sign that says she wants to have sex well, with you, you. You don't have to worry about that because men are becoming less sexual as time goes by. So I think it's good that you're mixing it up a little bit because there's going to be a lot less men um, to be sexual with. I mean, they're, they're well. well women are finding great comfort in each other. <laughs> right. No, I think that's yeah. that's true. Yeah. I mean, I think that men men are becoming asexual. Men, men are men are have been disenfranchised a little bit, and they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah. I know. Well, they've been misled by patriarchy. Has not done men any favors. Well, it has been very abusive to men. Well, it's certainly changing as women have yeah. more equality. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got all kinds of things that we've been talking about today. We've got one more segment, so we're going to get ready to take a little break and uh, simmer down here, try to tie up all these loose ends. If you have any questions, pop them in the the chat, and uh, we'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR empower love and reawaken dr nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them she focuses on women's health teaching them about their body right to pleasure positive body image and loving acceptance connect with dr nancy sutton pierce at drnsp.com that's drnsp.com Have you checked out the Sexy Lifestyle Network? This is where people who want to know go. It's an online hub of knowledge, experience, products, and services that cater to this active lifestyle. We've got information and education about adults-only resorts, everything for your sexy lifestyle, and, of course, some great talk programs. Join the experts, guests, and unfiltered talk on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Visit thesexylifestyle.com for more information and to unlock the network. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. 
Welcome back. You're listening to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. This show airs every Tuesday live on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And you can find all of our shows and blogs and all kinds of things there. After the fact, uh, the, the array of podcasts, you can also subscribe to the podcast to download them. And, uh, you know, stay tuned on the sexy topics. You know, Mark and I, I do, I am very politically involved right now. Uh, not not necessarily um, my favorite part of my, my world, but there are a lot of things happening in the in political arena that I think we need to address strongly as adults and uh, protect the future for our, our kids and grandkids. And you know, there, there are just some things that are happening that we need to really start to look at. I, I'm a firm believer that if we have a belief that we, we, have, we owe ourselves time to look at that belief and decide, is it true? Is it really accurate? What, where did this come from? Is this really a belief that I want to hold on to? Uh, is it helping my life? Is it helping humanity? Or is this belief some made up um, idea that somebody implanted in my brain as a child that I've just never really even thought about? And I think we see a lot of those beliefs kind of come to the surface when we become parents the first time. I can remember the first time saying something to my daughter and I was like, I was hearing my mother speak out through my mouth, you know, I was like, oh, my God, uh, no, I don't want to say that to my child. You know, my mom had a saying, children should be seen and not heard. And I, I said that and I went, oh, no, no, I don't believe that. I think that's a horrible way to raise a child. So it, I had to catch myself. But I think until we're adults, we don't really pause to even consider that maybe some of these beliefs that we've been growing up with are mean and and harmful to humanity. And I think that the idea around hiding the female nipple is part of that archaic thinking that women's bodies are somehow shameful and need to be hidden because they're disgusting, they're too sexual, they make men do horrible things. You know, I mean, it's, it's not based on love or light, or health, or well-being at all. It's very punitive, and it's dark. And so when we hide something, it does, it makes it even darker. And there you have it. Yeah, I, I was just trying to, trying to think of uh, which, you know, because you can go both ways. I mean, I, mean, I think that uh, uh, people enjoy seeing... Uh, uh, women ex- more exposed, just as women enjoy seeing men exposed. You go to a you go to a venue, the cowboy thing or whatever it is, and the guys take off their shirts and there's hooping and hollering you know, and there's all kinds the human of excitement. Body and, is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, why aren't we celebrating the human body instead of shaming it and and, and I'm trying sure, to legislate it? And I'm sure none of those women <clears throat> in that in that crowd are thinking what they would love to do to that person's body. And they're probably more thinking what what that body would do for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be similar. So that gives you a little insight there. Then. <laughs> that maybe that gives you a little insight. But I think that. It, it's tricky, but I think that when you start to use the legal system, which really should be, that's a club, and it, it shouldn't be it for is. these simple social norms. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's a law that you can't spit on the sidewalk. Oh my God, some and, of the laws and, are so stupid. And things like that. And, you know, and in and, and what is it, Taiwan or wherever, they'll cane you if you put gum Singapore. in Singapore, you know. So so there are, caught there chewing are, gum. There are laws about social norms, um, but I, I think we have to be careful how they're enforced. The United States is a little bit more of a freewheeling country, and we don't like to have that suppression, or at least... You know, we're kind of conflicted about it. Right, right. Some some places it's not okay at all. So, you know, Facebook back off and and don't harm people financially for for um, in YouTube having a, a nipple show and the uh, people running for office. Let's take care of the serious problems. You know, let's take care of something serious this year rather than worrying about. Uh, things that are already working okay and and are a little easier to raise a ruckus about but uh, aren't really worth discussing right now. So, you know, I think that, you know, prostitution probably does need to be addressed. Sex that, work. You know, and sex work. Uh, but nobody's going to have the courage to do that. And, you know, we have to kind of work on one thing at a time. Um, and, well, uh, I'm, I'm ready to, to ban... Uh, YouTube also. I mean, YouTube is very punitive. They 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 do some very strange things. They just um, they just banned any any advertising on my whole channel, just blanketly banned it because they said um, I had sexually gratifying material. And if you go to my YouTube channel and, and you know watch a couple of the videos, there I'm doing yoga. I'm talking about health and well-being. That would be like saying this show is a sexually gratifying show. Now, what what people get off on is not is not my concern and certainly not my responsibility. But the fact that they put me in that category as a, as a sexologist and a yoga therapist and an educator and an influencer really really pisses me off. That's censorship at its worst, and it's it's misogynistic censorship because I, you know, maybe I'm not the right age that they, because I see a lot of women on there that are in their 20s doing very provocative videos and yoga in the nude and all these things, and they're not getting blocked. Well, there was that one person before you, but she wasn't monetizing, so, I mean, it's Can a I? dance because if Google puts an ad on uh, on that and that company gets gets mad at Google they may not spend their money so Google needs to have a something that tailors things better to the type of you know it should be bathing suits you know how good does it feel to do yoga on the beach yoga in yeah. a bathing suit so sell a bathing suit sell a beach mat sell a sell sunscreen um, you know there there are a lot of other ads that you could do that wouldn't be offended by by uh, your uh, sexy doesn't have an expiration date uh, theme that you had on your um, on your website, right? But um, <clears throat> but they do have a lot to worry about. They do have skin in the game because of the legal system, and you know I'm like I said I'm voting female all the time now so that we can get 50-50 female so that we can see really where all of these these different uh, concepts are coming from. I think we'll be surprised, but we won't know until well, we get there. Well, we need, certainly need to get religion out of politics. You know, re religion has absolutely zero business 
uh, dictating the laws of the land and what people do. And, you know, that's, to me, anybody that shoves their religion up anybody's uterus or, you know, down anybody's bra, um, you know, needs to needs to get another another job because it's just not it's just not okay we, you know not everybody that we we live in a supposedly free country not um and we're we're allowing religion and money to dictate what we do with our bodies and our uh when we become parents and what we want to expose um in an artistic form uh it, it's it's quite oppressive well i think that religions have to be careful because part of what they we created in the united states 200 and some years ago was the the fact that that there is a separation between religion and the federal government the state governments and that was to protect religions from being regulated by by government but now so government's being regulated if, religion, by religion. If, if a religion infiltrates the government the other religions are going to feel at risk, and that's going to put all religion back in the same uh, risk category. So, you really, you know, the the less religion is involved, it's paradoxical. The less, less religion is involved in politics, the less they have to worry about anybody else influencing what they want to practice and believe. And that's what we want to have as a free country. You know, I don't want to have to worry about what other people are practicing and believing. Right. That's none of my business. But if it starts to influence me, now it's starting to become my business. So if you don't want me in your religion business, stay out of politics. Uh, yeah, because we're going to start voting for religions for churches to have to pay taxes. Yeah, I, I think that I think that that's probably on the horizon that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that religions are, you know, there's 85% of the United States are some high percentages. I think, uh, I think so, the, the atheists are, are gaining are gaining uh, ground, though. Well, so why why do they need a tax cut, right. uh, ben, you know, benefit? Yeah. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Um, and they say it's separation. You know, we do have to be careful about that. But I think we could value property tax correctly, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not be discriminatory. But... Uh, uh, or, you know, so anyway, you have to stay out or it's going to get more complicated. All right. So next next week, um, we're going to be talking about uh, what are we talking about next week? I've got a, a great show for us. Uh, Nipplegate. <laughs> well, maybe maybe a little bit more. And then um, and then a week from then we'll be uh, I'll be in Jamaica. So we'll have a show happening on that day all about what's going on while I'm in Jamaica. And so stay tuned for some uh, great upcoming shows. We'll, we'll try to mix in some sexy with some of the politics so that we don't lose sight. I'm of. I'm going to give you some homework on your trip to Jamaica. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Research. <laughs> right. All right. So remember every day to love, love more, laugh harder and kiss longer. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way.
When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.